0: Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. Now, like I was explaining before, I hit the record button to record this podcast. I'm not going to be doing my usual thing that I do here. This is pretty serious. There's some serious stuff going on, okay? And this podcast is specifically for the small business vapor, the small vapor business, small vapor business out there, especially e-liquid business. Who's going, oh, shit. Oh, shit, I'm fucked. i got to go out of business tomorrow. Oh, my God. No, you don't. There's three things I want to do. Okay? There's three things I want to do. First thing I want to do is I want to discuss how we got here. I want to discuss how we got here. The second thing I want to discuss is what they are going to do, meaning the, B, the bigger liquid companies that are hoping that all you little guys disappear. What are they going to do? Well, I know what they're going to do. I'll tell you what they're going to do what they are doing, and what, they, what, do, what they're going to do next. Then we're going to discuss what we need to do. What, do. what can we do to stay in business? What can we do? So we're going to go through those three things. And at the end of this, if you're a small e-liquid company, I'm going to let you know how you can stay in business. And, and, this is, and honestly, I'm doing this. I'm, what I'm going to say tonight, I'm doing. It's not like I'm saying this and I'm doing something different. I'm going to do exactly what I'm discussing tonight, I'm going to do myself with my company. That's how much faith I have in it. If you people don't know, for some of you that don't know, that may be listening for the first time or live under a rock. I don't know. Whatever. I've been doing this podcast almost 10 years now. I've been in this, I've been in this industry for 11 years. 11 years I've been in, been in this industry. 11. I've never been so disgusted by it <laughs> than I am right now. But years and years and years ago, and let's get into how we got here. Many, many moons ago, years ago, 2008, 2009, things started picking up around the United States. People started discovering e-cigarettes like me and others. Not a whole lot, but enough people, enough to start a forum, enough to get discussions going, enough to actually start putting on conventions where maybe 100 people showed up. If 100 people showed up, it was awesome, right? It's a lot of people back then. Then we started to innovate, and started, we started making, like, mods, and, you know, the, the, the mech mod came from the UK. I don't know if most of you know that. The mech mod came from the UK. A gentleman named Trog built the very first mech mod. It was a flashlight. He made it out of, fla- out of a flashlight. Then innovation started going on from there. Pure smoker made. You had all this stuff going on, all these companies making these products. You had companies making e-liquids, these little small craft e-liquids. We didn't want the e-liquids from China because we weren't really sure how they were being made. We, you know, Vaping then was like, we didn't know what this was doing to us. We knew what cigarettes was doing to us, and this was so new, we really didn't know. But it was keeping us off cigarettes, so we were doing it. But we wanted to make sure what we were inhaling at least was you know being made properly. We weren't sure what was going on with Chinese e-liquids, so we wanted it here. So we started creating e-liquids. Companies started forming. And back then, they made really good e-liquids. They didn't add sweetener. Sweet, no, sweetener didn't happen. They learned how to mix. They mixed these fantastic, wonderful flavors. There's still e-liquids on the market today that don't use any sort of sucralose or sweetener. We'll get getting into getting that later. Not many, though, unfortunately. Most do. This was before then. They made these wonderful flavors. People started coming together. It really was a big community thing where... You wanted to help businesses that wanted to help the cause of people getting off cigarettes. It was a beautiful thing to be part of something that was actually helping getting people to quit smoke. It really wasn't about the money then. It was just We were just so amazed by this technology and that this was working. And it was working. So about 2014 is with, was when things start getting crazy. vaping is huge. Huge. It's across the country. It's huge. College kids love it. Old, everybody loves it. It's a way to get off cigarettes. They have all these tasty flavors all these different products and devices and you, the, this was like the height of drippers and, and you yeah, had uh, uh, atomizer tanks and just all this stuff and innovation, all these products and every, there was like new stuff coming out every week and there was new juices and but it was just exploding. It was exploding. Vaping exploded. Unfortunately, when that happened is when sweetened e-liquids came along. When companies discover there's a market for oversweetened e liquids that taste like a piece of candy, and if you put a big colorful label on it, you'll get young people to buy it. And you just got to make it taste good. They didn't design the e liquids to get them to keep on using them, they simply designed them so that when they would try them at a vape shop, they go, That's delicious, I'll buy a bottle, and hope they buy another one. That's how they designed their e liquids. And it worked. Bright, colorful uh, bottles, put nostalgic things on there, throw some cartoon characters out on every once in a while, Give everybody all nostalgic and crazy, get, get the young crowds. They focused on 18- to 25-year-olds. That's what the liquid market focused on, 18- to 25-year-olds. And it worked. They made ton- millions, they made millions, millions and millions of dollars doing this. And the vape shops were doing well, the e liquid companies were doing everybody was doing great. It was just the height, 2004, 2015, all oh mana exploded. 2016, 2017, we started going downhill. Here's what happened. Here's what happened in those in those years. Saltniks came. Saltniks popped up out of nowhere. Boom, here's these fucking saltniks. Right? They just popped out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, everybody was buying these, these fucking salt nicks. And it's like, it seemed like nobody cared where they came from, what was in them. Like, have we even tested these things? No, people just started fucking vaping them, and they started selling the shit out of them. So then all these e-liquid companies got upset. And I'll tell you why they got upset. They got upset because we had to file, companies had to file with the FDA what their products were and you couldn't sell any products that were on the market prior to August of 2016. So if you had an e-liquid that came out in say December of 2016, you couldn't sell it because you couldn't, you couldn't register that product with the FDA. You could only register products that are on the market prior to August of 2016. And obviously all these salt nicks were created after that date, right? So now you had all these illegal black market salt nicks on the market. There was a ton, 99% of the salt nicks on the market at that time and still today are black market. They're illegal. They're not not allowed to be on the market. But these companies were popping up selling these salt nicks because the stores didn't care. Customers wanted them. They had great profit margins and, uh, you know, they're going to sell what customers want. They want to make money. So these salt nicks came out everywhere. So these e-liquid companies, right, they got upset. They got upset. They like, they're like, what is this? What, is these, what are these salt nicks? Why are these companies selling these salt nicks? This is not right. These are illegal products. They're not even supposed to be on the market. So the e-liquid industry got upset and said, this is bullshit. Do something, FDA. Stop it. They're selling salt nicks. They're not supposed to be. They're illegal black market products. We're doing the right thing by only selling what we registered, The juice, because they could only sell what they had before August 2016. Any e-liquids that came out after August 2016, they could not sell. So they couldn't, the companies couldn't create new flavors. Yet all these new salt nicks were coming out. And they're like, that's wrong. That's bullshit. That's not fair. Somebody do something. Well, the FDA didn't do anything. They did nothing. The FDA did nothing. (laughs) So they kept on selling these salt nicks. So then what the e-liquid industry did is they did a complete 180-degree turn. Because about six months after that, maybe a year, about 2018 is when it started. 2018 is when these e-liquid companies announced that they were going to now sell salt nicks. And they just started putting them on the market. And their customers said, well, wait a minute. You went on for years about how we shouldn't use salt nicks. They're illegal black market products. You've told stores not to buy them because they're illegal black market products. You shouldn't sell them, only sell our products. You know, you went off about how these salt you now you're selling them, right? And their answer, the the industry's answer was, well, you know what, advocacy is very expensive, so someone needs to pay for advocacy, right? (laughs) So how are we going to pay for advocacy if we can't sell, with the Salt Lake money, we can use that to pay for advocacy. Or else you want vaping to go away. I mean, you know, you tell me. So their excuse was they wanted to use it to pay for advocacy, to continue to fight to keep the industry going, to keep people off cigarettes. That's their reasoning. That's all bullshit. It's about making money. <laughs> they wanted to continue to make money. So what they did was they sold all these salt Nicky liquids, right? Black market, illegal salt Nicky liquids. They sold them. They've been selling them for a couple of years now. They've been saving, 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 saving their money, saving their money, saving their money, right? Now PMTA time comes. So now they got some money, right? They got some money. They're like, okay, we're going to buy a PMTA. Because another thing that's going on that people don't know, and I'll tell you, is there are companies. I'm not going to name the companies. You can find out for yourself. Because I don't know if they want to be named or not. I'm just not going to do it. But there are companies, right? And these companies... Hang on. My phone line went down for a second. Oh, anyway. These companies will submit a PMTA for you. Now, what they're doing is it's a fraction of the cost of having to submit uh, a PMTA. I mean, you can get it for several thousand dollars, I'll say. For several thousand dollars, they'll put together and submit a PMTA for a juice, whatever you have, how many juices, whatever it is. Now, it's not designed for you to get a PMTA. It's simply designed to supply what the FDA wants, what they're requiring right now. And the hopes is that nobody looks at it, right, for a good, at least good year or two, and at least that gives that company another year or two to be on the market. That's what a lot of them are doing. They can't afford million-dollar PMTAs. I know it sounds crazy to all you people when you hear these companies all these months going, we can't afford The PMTA is going to kill us. We can't afford it. We can't file them. They've been yelling this whole time how this is an unaffordable process. We can't do it. There's no way for us to do it, right? No way for us to do it at all. Yet, when it comes time, they're submitting PMTAs. So the FDA has got to be sitting there and going, hey, people, would you lie to us? I mean, you said you wouldn't be able to do this process at all, and now you're getting all these PMTAs. <laughs> but anyway... So now they're submitting. And then you do have some companies that are paying the millions of dollars and are submitting professional PMTAs. You have those companies, too. But most of the ones are submitting simple ones, hoping they don't get looked at for a few years. And if they do and they get denied, well, whatever, I don't know. I guess they'll take it from there. I don't know what their plan is. But I can tell you what their plan is now. Because now we're up to now what's going on. Okay. What's going on now is tomorrow... The FDA is requiring that you have to have filed for a PMTA or you can't be on the market and sell your e-liquid. Sell your vape products. You can't be on the market. That's what they're saying, right? So now we're at where we are today. So now here's what's going to happen. Here's what these e-liquid companies that are filing PMTAs are hoping for. What they're hoping for is that it's going to eliminate 90% of the e-liquid companies out there, which it will. Because understand now, we have big tobacco companies, right? Big tobacco companies, multimillion-dollar companies putting out vape products. We have the larger e-liquid companies that are part of the open vapor system uh, uh, category, and these are the companies I'm talking about, the ones that are part of the open system vapor category. Bigger companies, they make millions of dollars. They're not big like big tobacco companies, but they would range anywhere from a $2 million plus-up company. You know, I'd say that's a pretty decent-sized company. I'm talking about those companies, right? And then you have the little small companies. That's like me. I just have my online site I sell directly to my customers. I have for years, um, You know, it's just a little small e-liquid company. There's a lot of us. There's a lot of us. So we're all in three categories now, right? So now what the middle guys are hoping, Big Tobacco doesn't care, but what the middle guys that I just discussed are hoping with us is that with this PMTA process, we just go away, and we go out of business. So that leaves a lot of the market for them, right? I mean, when I started doing this years and years ago, there was this whole community thing. Community, we want to get people off cigarettes. We've got to stick together. We've got to help each other. That shit's gone. That's been gone for years. Facebook groups, forums, vape conventions, all that shit died. The community aspect died because the business got greedy. And it wasn't about helping people and having fun and getting them off cigarettes anymore. It started to get cutthroat. And it still is today. So anyway, these bigger companies are hoping that we're just going to go away because that's their plan. Their plan is we're going to go away, right? They're going to file their PMTAs that they hope get them through for at least a year or two. And I can tell you right now, I don't believe for a second it's going to take a year or two for them to review your PMTA and get back to you and give it a denial. I don't believe that for a second. I believe they are prepared. I Okay. They said that they received 400 million products that's not I believe that's a typo I believe they meant to say 40 million products were registered with the FDA they said 400 million maybe it is I think it was a typo but anyway's either 40 million they're expecting millions of products they're expecting millions they said they got ready for it right they're getting PMTAs I don't believe they're going to get the amount of PMTAs they think they were going to get and I do think these smaller ones from the smaller companies that are submitting, just to hope that they don't get viewed, I think they're going to get viewed very quick. I'd say within eight weeks, they're going to get viewed, and you're going to get denied. (laughs) I really think it's going to—I might be wrong, but I really believe it's going to be fairly quick. I believe this is a fantastic way for the FDA to weed out a bunch of these vape companies, fly through these PMTAs, and take them off the market. I don't trust them. You're submitting PMTAs, you trust them, I think you're nuts. You're out of your fucking skulls. I don't trust them. Not for one second do I trust them. I think they're going to use that as an opportunity to wipe these companies out. Now, if you want to trust the FDA and file a PMTA and hope you can get another year or two out of it, be my guest. But that's a stupid business plan (laughs) because I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to happen. Don't see it happening. Now, what these companies are also going to do is because they're going to figure that all the little e-liquid companies are gone. Now they're going to try to corner the market on the stores across the United States, the vape shops, whoever's left, to be honest, of the vape shops. And they're going to try to corner that market. And they're going to raise – vape shop owners, they're going to raise the price of their e-liquid. How do I know they're going to raise the price of their e-liquid? How do you know that, Kevin? Because it's very simple. They're going to say we had to file PMTAs. That's a very costly uh, thing for our business. You know, if you want us to stay in business, you know, we got to pay all this money. We've got to make it up somehow. They're going to raise the price of e-liquid. There was a guy in a group the other day. He was complaining because he was saying that he could get sad boy for whatever sad boy is. But he was saying, he's like, hey, get sad boy. He used to get two bottles, two 120 mils for 22 bucks. He goes, now they're charging uh, 23 bucks just for one bottle. expect all the e-liquid companies to raise their prices they're going to say pmta cost that's what they're going to do and they're like we're going to kill it because all the little guys are going to be gone they're going to have to pay our high prices they're not going to have a choice and we'll rain on and all the little eloquent guys, the little companies that we pretended we gave a shit about all those years and said, yeah, man, we're about community and getting people off cigarettes, man. Yeah, man, we're here to help. We're here to all stick together. That's all bullshit. What should have happened was the industry should have said no. The industry should have said no to the PMTA. No, we're not doing it. It's overburdened. You know we're not going to – this is designed for us to fail. You know we're not going to get through this. And no – We're not doing it. Hang on one second. I just got to hook up my phone lines because my guest is going to call in. Or is it on? Hang on. One second, please. And I'll get back to,
1: uh, hang on. Here we go.
0: Well, that didn't work out very well. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'll edit this out of the is
1: a pay per minute number that isn't included okay, hang in
0: on. Oh great. Now my phone lines aren't working. I may have to bring it on over Facebook. But anyway, I'll talk to her in a second. I want to continue. So yeah, this was all about community. It's not about community anymore. It's about us going away. So so anyway, I want to get to it. I want to get to what we need to do. Because that's what they're gonna do. Their business model, the bigger liquid companies is goodbye little small companies, have a nice day. We're going to get to stick around and sell. And here's what irks me the most about that. <coughs> Excuse me. Here's what really pisses me off about that the most. They've been selling these saltnick fucking juices for years. Black market. Illegal saltnick juices for years they've used that money to file for these pmtas and now and this is happening and now they're encouraging stores to not buy e-liquids that haven't submitted pmtas only buy their e-liquids because theirs are going to be legal and those aren't they sold illegal black market e-liquids to make the money to pay for the pmta submission so they can continue to sell and now they're going to tell stores don't buy illegal black market Juices only by are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so that's their plan. And then they're gonna raise prices because they oh you know we file PMTAs, we're gonna raise prices. They have this all planned out. Advocacy doesn't care about you, little guys. You wanna know why? They don't care because you don't give them any money. You don't have the money to pay them five thousand dollars a month and and fees, or whatever they require, or make big $10,000 donations here. You don't have that kind of money. I get it. I don't have that kind of money either. And advocacy is not fighting for you. They're fighting for these companies that are paying them. Do you understand? So what do the small companies do? I guess my phone lines are working. Interesting. Interesting. don't know how that is i'm not even on but anyway what do the small companies do what do we do tomorrow here's what we do let me get to here's what we do i'm gonna get to this let me bring this up number one so everybody understands because everybody has seemed to forgotten this first and foremost you're going to keep on selling you're an e-liquid company you're going to keep on selling use your regular nicotine right just keep on doing what you're doing Pretend September 9th didn't even exist. Keep on doing what you're doing. That's number one. Because this is how it works. The FDA doesn't show up at your home or your business or wherever you are with handcuffs and say, you're coming with us because you're selling. They're not going to come and arrest you. They're not going to show up at your house. They're not going to uh, 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 write you uh, uh, a letter saying, uh, you owe us $10,000. This is what's going to happen you're gonna receive a letter. Very simple. And it's gonna be a very nice letter. Hi, this is the FDA. We heard that you're still marketing and selling your product, and we don't have a PMTA on file for you. Could you either please provide us with proof you filed a PMTA, or you need to pull your product off the market? That's your warning letter. Once you get that letter, There's a few things that could happen. Either they're going to give you 30 days to respond, which I hope they do, because that makes this very easy. They'll give you 10 days to respond, or they may have a name on there and say, please call us as soon as you get this letter, call so-and-so, at which you would call so-and-so. So when you get that letter, then this is when you start amping up. You say, okay, now here's what we have to do. What you're going to do is you're going to contact them, and you're going to beg them for 30 days. Well, ask them. Say, just please give us 30 days. To put together what we need to put together more than likely they'll say okay we'll give you 30 days but you have to you know 30 days if, if you got this pmta thing going we need it now you know you'll they'll work with you they're not going to say shut down okay fine so now you have 30 days once you get that letter so you go what do i do now here's what you do now Wait till you hear this. People, people that listen to me for years are going to be shocked that I'm saying this. And I can't believe I'm saying it either, but it's absolutely true. You're going to go to synthetic nicotine. That's what you're going to do. I had a show on years ago, years ago about synthetic nicotine, right? Hang on, that's my guest. I had a show years and years ago about synthetic nicotine. Okay. I'm just gonna let her know, I'm gonna bring her on over messenger. I'm going to run over messenger in five minutes. Okay. So I would have said the same thing that a lot of people are probably thinking now, synthetic nicotine, oh, I don't know about that. Listen, there's something I've learned about synthetic nicotine. So anyway, oh, let me get back before we get to that. First, okay, first and foremost, when you get the letter from the FDA, let's say things get ugly. Okay, let's say they're not understanding it. things get a little bit ugly. That's okay. And I'll tell you why that's okay. There's currently an executive order that was done back in May by Donald Trump It's the Executive Order on Regulatory Relief to Support Economic Recovery, okay? This came out because of coronavirus. Now listen, listen to this. Section one, listen. Agencies should address this economic emergency by rescinding, modifying, waiving, or providing exemptions from regulations and other requirements that may inhibit economic recovery consistent with applicable law and with protection of the public health and safety, with national and homeland security, and with uh, blah, 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 goes on and on. They should also give businesses, especially small businesses, the confidence they need to reopen by providing guidance on what the law requires by recognizing the efforts of businesses to comply with often complex regulations and complicated and swiftly changing circumstances and by committing to the Fairness Administration... In other words, they can't shut you down. They can't say because you didn't file a PMTA, you have to shut down. This executive order done back in May by President Trump, and you can look it up, the Executive Order on Regulatory Relief to Support Economic Recovery. Look at Section 1 and look at Section 4. The heads of all agencies shall identify regulatory standards that may inhibit economic recovery and shall consider taking appropriate action consistent with applicable law, including by issuing proposed rules as necessary to temporarily or permanently rescind, modify, or waive, or exempt persons or entities from these requirements. They can't require it right now. Listen, back in March, Secretary Azar, one second, uh, uh, my guess, I'm going to get to you, but I'm really, I got to get this out. Secretary Azar, back in March, did an interview, okay? This is what he said during the interview. He said two things. This is one of the things he said. ...working with small
1: businesses and the vaping association to actually create pathways that would streamline approval for the open tank, small vape shop-based products. Um, really, the focus of what the president's talked about, what we're focused on are the, uh, the, card, the cartridges in the in the systems with kid attractive flavors, not the open vape systems, uh, the open tank vaping systems. And as to all products we're committed to working with, with the all actors in the system to get them through the regulatory process that Congress set up as expeditiously as possible.
0: That didn't happen. They haven't done that. That didn't. Ha- and he also said shortly after that, in that same interview, we are not going to go after small businesses and shut them down if they don't file. We are not going to do that. You wanna know why he said they're not gonna do that? Because there's an executive order preventing them from doing that. So don't be scared and thinking, oh my God, I'm screwed, the FDA. You stay in business. Keep on selling. When they contact you, ask. Say, please just give me 30 days. And if they get shitty with you, say, listen, there's an executive order Saying that you can't do anything. So I'm trying to work with you here. They'll give you 30 days. You take the 30 days and you switch over to the synthetic nicotine. Well, how do you know the synthetic nicotine works, Kevin? How do you know? How do you know? I discovered something and people are going to be shocked that listen to me say this, but I have to say it. You all know I am not a fan of five pawns. I am not. I am not a fan of five pawns. Not at all. I think what they did years ago was fucked up. But, but, this company has been around for many, many, many years. It's one of the oldest e-liquid companies on the market. They make very good e-liquids, though they're way overpriced. They make very good e-liquids. They don't use uh, sucralose, no sweetener, which is the way it should be done. And they've been secretly, well, I call it secret, I didn't know. I don't know if anybody that knew. So I'm saying secretly. I'm sure they weren't doing it secretly. But to me, it look, anyway, they've been using synthetic nicotine for quite a a long time. In fact, if you go to their website, all their e-liquids now use this nicotine. All of them. Five Pawns has been using them. They even mentioned, I even got an email from them today, a marketing email from Five Pawns. And they talk about it right here. They talk about it in their email. If you're a store, they're sending out 15 free bottles. Hang on, I'm blind. Five Pawns is removing any friction by shipping, blah, 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 blah. And they say it right here. We use the, our products are made with the purest form of SMA of nicotine, blah, 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 which are not, re- they state, they are not regulated by the FDA. So they state in their advertising emails, they are not regulated by the FDA and they use this special type of nicotine. We're going to learn about this nicotine. I'm going to bring Taylor on in, in, in just a minute. Taylor is the expert on synthetic nicotine. She's going to tell us all about it for people that are wondering. But this is what I know. This is all I know. If Five Pawns has been using it all this time and it's working for them and they haven't had to raise their price and there's no complaints from customers, then why the fuck is it not good That's good enough for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's good enough for me thank you five pawns five ponds did all the testing for us it works they're in business they're selling and they're not having to do any of this pmta horseshit let me tell you something two companies that are filing pmtas i said i wasn't going to get worked up i'm not going to get worked up <coughs> i see a lot of facebook posts where customers are saying i'm not going to buy from a company that filed a pmta because i think that's fucked up they gave in Fuck that! I'm going to support the ones that aren't giving into that. You know, give it into that. A lot of that is happening. So anyway, small companies, executive order preventing. If it gets ugly, but if the when the FDA contacts you, if they ever do, which most of you that will never contact you because they'll never even know you exist. Remember, there's 12 enforcement officers for thousands of companies. Anyway, but if it does, you buy the 30 days. You switch over to the nicotine, the synthetic nicotine. They have made very clear they have no regulation over synthetic nicotine. They've made, I'll say it one more time, they've made very clear they have no regulation over it. None. They can't regulate, well, no, they can't, but they're not. they're not. And they just can't take it. Someone said, oh, they can take it and just add it on to an existing, no. It's not a tobacco product. They have no regulation over it. It's going to be like shit. It's going to be like 10 years ago. You're going to have a whole new market of all these products with synthetic nicotine. It could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. I'm going to talk to Taylor about that. But that's your answer. And you stay on the market. You be honest with your customers that you're using synthetic nicotine. It's actually cleaner than tobacco-derived nicotine. And we're going to learn about it in just a second. But that's it. It's that simple. You stay on the market, sell what you're selling. The second they write you or contact you, they're going to get a letter is what you're going to get. You respond to it. And you know in 30 days you have to switch over to to, to synthetic nicotine. You have to switch over to synthetic nicotine. And you go for it. It's going to be more money. You might have to raise your price a little bit. But you're going to stay on the market. And you're certainly not going to have to raise your prices as high as these idiots are that file PMTAs. This is the answer. Hang on, I want to bring on uh, Taylor. I want to see if I can get this to work. One second. I'm just going to bring her on like this. Yeah, that works. This is easier than having to fire up the phone lines. Kevin. Hi Taylor, how are you?
2: I am doing great. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm wonderful. I'm sorry I'm having to do it this way, but my phone line for some reason didn't want to work. I think that somebody's purposely trying to shut me down. <laughs> so, I have to use this. But I do you want to You know,
2: I don't blame you. That sounds like my entire last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it, it, it's crazy. So, you know, just to catch you up to speed real quick. You know, me being one of these small businesses, because uh, there's thousands of us that aren't filing PMTAs, it's just simply not possible. Um, the option of synthetic nicotine has started to come up. Now, I did a show about four years ago on synthetic nicotine. This is when it first was like started to happen. Right. I don't when
2: re- um, yeah. Next Generation Labs came out with well, theirs. Yes,
0: it, w- it was It was very new. Um, The response I got at the time, well, number one, the industry seemed very not wanting anything to do with it, which shocked me because I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. This could be a fucking nicotine that we could use that the FDA can't touch because it's not derived from tobacco. And this could actually, you know, this could be a good thing. They just rejected it. And I'm like, why are they rejecting it? So that's why I want to have this guy on. And this this guy had on, you know, pretty much explained – I had them explain what it was, but then I had someone who had been using it explain it as well. And they're like, oh, there's a tape. I just don't think it was ready four years ago. I don't know why. I just don't think it was ready.
1: Yeah, you but, but can here- see that.
0: Yes, but here's what I do now. And people must think I'm crazy saying this. Like, oh, just forget the PMTA, use synthetic nicotine and keep on doing business. Yeah, you want to know why? Because as much as, and I've said it, I'm honest, as much as I am not a fan of this company, I have to give them credit. Five Pawns is doing it. They're doing it. They're using this nicotine, and you know what? The reviews are great. I don't see any reviews anybody saying it tastes different or there's any difference or anything like that. Bah bah blah. They're using it. If and you know what? You know how Taylor? How long has FyPond's been around? Right? What fucking two thousand? Forever. Two thousand eleven. Longer mean, than any
2: other vape company. That's, that's for sure. Th-
0: that's what I'm saying. They've been around forever, and they're doing it. What I'm talking about, they're doing. So you know, all you companies there is hope. Now, I want to get into it because most of these companies have no clue what synthetic nicotine is, and I know very little. What I do know and I just want to make this clear is that and correct me if I'm wrong, Taylor, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. It's nicotine. This is not like something that's like like nicotine or it's met, right, it's not it is actual nicotine. This is not a nicotine replacement
2: it it depends on the brand like for example you have um you have the TFN and that's made with a different process and it produces this extra little isomer called R nicotine which isn't test it's going to be a big big talking point for me okay.
1: um
2: it's not tested on humans and no one really knows um, if, or how it's absorbed into the body. So, um, so what we do know is how the body reacts to the S isomer nicotine, which ours is, um, has, which our nicotine has found a, a, patented way to extract.
0: Interesting. So you're saying that the TFN, which is, that's the one I was probably, refer- it's been on for a while. The TFN, yeah, it was probably TFN. Yeah, so it probably was. So so essentially, lack of testing, we're not really sure what it does. Where you're saying the nicotine you're talking about has been tested, we know what it does, which is a big, big, big deal. Because that's one of the biggest things you're going to be asked by customers. I mean, is how is this nicotine? I mean, is it going to have any adverse effects? I mean, has it been tested? At least you can say with this nicotine, yes. It has been tested, right? We we know. Yeah.
2: So, so the S-isomer nicotine is is chemically and molecularly identical to organic-derived nicotine. Okay. The TFN, which is RS isomer nicotine, um, behaves a little bit differently because, like I said, we don't know what that pesky little R isomer is doing.
0: Right. Now –
2: and are, no one's bothered to test it yet. So it could end up being really bad, and we all get – anyone using it gets a class-action lawsuit slapped on them.
0: Right. So at least with this, the, the, the other nicotine you're talking about, we know what, what it's doing. Are, the, are both of these nicotines uh, – number one, is that the only two you know of right now in the United States for synthetic?
2: Yes. I have heard rumors of um, some Chinese companies having it, but I haven't – a, Seen it, or um, you know, be really dug into it enough to know for sure whether there's any merit to those claims.
0: Well, now, and I was going to ask you about that too, because I have to be honest. I was on a website over the weekend, and I came across a website that was selling synthetic nicotine, and it was made, and it was uh, $480 a liter, and it said it was fully synthetic. The whole thing, it wasn't TFN. And I'm like, what is this? And, then, and, then I was, and that's, that's going to prompt me to ask you, is there like already Chinese-made you know, made, uh, synthetic? Are there other countries making it? I mean, could it possibly be from out of the country, or is that not happening yet? Or
2: Yeah, well, it's only a matter of time before China gets their hands on it and decides to essentially clone it. The problem with that is going to be that you have um, China tobacco— which is government-sanctioned um, and controls everything that that has to do with any kind of nicotine or ends or tobacco product in all of China. So when you start messing with their revenue stream um, and taking customers away from them, it's like no one really knows what happens because you just disappear. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you don't fall in line, right. Um, so. So, yeah, it's, it's a matter of time, and and we'll see how that goes. But there's just a, a lot of reasons to proceed with caution if that's the route you decide to take.
0: Well, no, I, th- and that's the thing. I want to make sure these, number one, these companies need to take the right route. They need to take the safest nicotine possible because, number one, now now, companies, you can start using this nicotine and not tell your customers and just keep on doing it. I personally am not going to do that. I'm personally gonna let them know that I'm switching nicotine and what it is and let them educate themselves on it. Because, and that's really what you wanna do. You want them to understand, you know, you want them to feel safe. You want them to feel, you know, I already don't use any sweeteners in my e liquids. I refuse to make salt nicks. I will not make them because I know they harm people. Um, they're not meant for prolonged use. I don't do all these things. So I, I have to keep that up with my company and say, listen, I'm going to be straightforward and this is what it is. And you know what? You're going to have a few customers that might say, yeah, I'm not interested. But that's okay. Most will stay. Most will trust you. If, they, if if you have a good relationship with them, you've been around for years, they'll trust you. They'll trust what you're saying. And uh, I noticed something else too. I noticed that five ponds really didn't raise their price. Like it's still the same. I mean, it's always been very outrageously priced, but it's still the same price. It's not like an outrageous price. And they're are they using this nicotine you're talking about, or are they using a different one?
2: So um, they use our organically derived nicotine in their like heritage products and, and the older stuff. It's the um, the the orchard line that they're using the synthetic nicotine in.
0: Okay. Interesting. So they are now. And and I noticed there's not, you know, I thought there might be an outrageous price difference. There's not. They Uh -uh. obviously can still sell for the same price they were before and use this nicotine. So I understand it's going to be more money. And I've explained to everybody, it's going to be more money than regular nicotine. But I mean, how much more? I mean, well,
2: here's the thing. (laughs) Um, This industry I've noticed is is one of. The kinds of an industry where a lot of everything on the supply side is price motivated. Mm-hmm. I can have people that sit there and say, "Oh, we care the most about quality. Everything we put into our our e-liquids is organic and you know non-GMO and, and all this stuff, right?" Let's say let's say they really cared that much, um, but when it comes down to the nicotine, almost everyone in this industry does not care about quality, and that makes my job really it's hard. It's true.
0: It's true. You're right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. But
2: but they'll sit there, and they'll, they'll question me for all kinds of information, and I'll give it to them, but then when it comes down to talking price, I never hear from them again, and I'm like, well, I guess you really didn't care that much about quality, and this is just kind of a, a waste of time. Um, the thing is the people doing things the right way the people that are doing things in a way that that's is best for the industry is best for the longevity of the industry the people even that are you know spending their company dollars their personal dollars to engage in advocacy those companies are charging more for their product because they're not just being made and shipped off to to a a gas station you know and and i really encourage the industry to um support those products support the the manufacturers and the suppliers and the ingredient manufacturers that are doing things the right way because that's the only way we all stay alive
0: right but but the problem now taylor is is i i've been in this for 11 years now okay it's I've it's horrific. What, what's happening now is these bigger e-liquid companies, these bigger open system e-liquid companies, can't wait for all these little companies to go away tomorrow because now they've got a nice portion of the market. Now they can raise prices. That they've got this whole thing going. It's not about community and helping people get off cigarettes. It really isn't anymore. Unfortunately, it's very very cutthroat now. Now it's about who can survive. Who can survive the longest? How long can we go before they see? Uh, you know, before they deny us, you know, it, it's that's all it's about now. And all these little companies yeah. are going to die. This I really honestly believe this nicotine and I see five pawns has already proven to us it works. I'm sorry. They've already proven to us it works. I may not like him as a company, but you know what? They've been around a long goddamn time and they're still in business. If it's working for them, it'll sure as hell work for us. This could be a savior for these companies, um, these e-liquid companies. It, it really is. I mean, and there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. So,
2: well, about that, I mean, first off, I've, I've got to say that um, I've always loved Five Ponds. I always will love Five Ponds. I quit smoking with Castle Long. Yes. Um, when nothing else would work, I tried all the Space Jams, all of the uh, Suicide Bunnies. Cosmic Fog Not didn't work for you? <laughs> Castle, Long, Castle Long is what did it, and then, you know, since my entry into this industry, I've had the pleasure of meeting them and, and working with them, and it's just been um, d- delightful. I really admire them. Yes. So, um, you know, and, and the second thing, which is going to be problematic, if and when the FDA decides they want to – uh, or or they don't want to enforce these PMTA regulations, uh, they are going to have all of these companies in their ear, you know, companies like um, Altria and companies like, like PMI with ICO saying, hey, guys, we jumped through your hoops. We spent these X million dollars, you know, where – Where's our market share from that? They're going to want to see a return from that.
0: But, but that's um, so happening.
2: That's, that's but, definitely a hurdle. But that's happening
0: us. now, Taylor. That's happening now. These e-liquid companies are encouraging the FDA to come out with this list to show who filed PMTAs. That, and then they're encouraging stores. Not They're telling stores, don't sell to the small companies anymore. Those are illegal juices now. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? These guys have been selling salt nicks. They they've been selling illegal juices for years. That's how they made the money to file PMTs. Now they're going to critique companies doing it. I mean, it's just it's just insane to me. I don't
2: want to get into it. Are you surprised that there's immature infighting and and bad business going on
0: in our industry? No, no. But I just listen. I've been in this eleven years. I'm a small e e liquid company myself. I have thousands of customers depending on me the emails i get taylor please don't go please don't go i'm not going anywhere i'm i'm not going to stop but i know that if they start coming after me synthetic nicotine i believe is the way to go and again if it's it's good enough for for 5 ponds and it's working for them it's good enough for my customers because as much as i don't like them as a company i will say they've been around for a long time and they do make a quality e-liquid so if it's working for them it'll certainly work for all of us now i i guess uh, is okay here's another problem because i see this happening too and help me with this what's going to happen is is when all these P- PMTA start getting denied within the next 90 days because some of them will they're not going to take years right. these people are tripping right they're all going to start right. they
2: are going to want to cut down on that number of applications as much as possible as yes. quickly as possible correct so we're going to see a ton of denials
0: uh, correct and it's
2: uh, unfortunate and it's, it's it is unfortunate, unfortunate
0: but you're absolutely correct but then they're all going to want to do what we're going to do now, as small companies, which is use this nicotine. So then all of a sudden, you're going to have people running anywhere who want to use this nicotine. Now, here's my fear. My fear is is all the bad players out there that are making it tough for us, you know, the ones with the fucked up marketing and their, and their silly uh, candy, whatever bullshit they're doing that's making, or the disposables that's making the government go nuts, right?
2: Mm-hmm. They're
0: going to start using it. And then it's going to be like back 10 years ago it's going to be the wild wild west again but it's going to be all with synthetic nicotine and then the government's going to go oh my god we got to get rid of this shit and then it's going to be a nightmare. But yeah. But here's my question. And I know it can't be controlled forever but for now since like you're the only other company like you're one of the two companies can you control that? Can you say yeah listen we're not going to sell this I mean I don't we don't like what you're doing. I mean like so at least we can use this for a while before <laughs> before it gets ruined. I understand China's eventually going to make it, and they're going to, you know, and it's going to be insane. But um, yeah,
2: t- I totally understand. So to answer your question, um, w- I don't have to personally control it just because the the cost is prohibitive enough mm-hmm. to keep those people that are in it for a quick buck out.
0: Okay, okay, interesting. So now, now that's the other thing. So this would have, to, for example, let's say you have an e-liquid company that's using a co-packer. So now they would have to go to their their co-packer and discuss this option of using synthetic nicotine. Now, the biggest thing for these companies is cost. Like, how much more are we talking about? Now, we discussed this, I know, a few days ago. And what Taylor was saying, and I understand, the more people that are using it, obviously, the less money it can be. But right now, we're not at a stage where a ton of people are using it. So... I mean, is it is it something that they can even do cost wise? Like, is it something that's feasible for for a smaller company?
2: Um, it might take a little bit of you know trimming the fat elsewhere um, for some some smaller companies to get to that point. Uh, so, so ballpark number we're looking at like eight to ten thousand dollars per kilo of Thousand milligram pure. Um, there's a little bit of wiggle room with volume, but for the most part, that that cost is pretty fixed. Um, for now, our goal is to get it down to about five thousand dollars per kilo
1: mm-hmm. in
2: the future. Um, and I'm I'm not sure what uh, TFN brand is charging, but I, and I know it's certainly less. Uh, than ours but uh yeah you would have to reach out to them okay
0: or... question let's say it got down to five thousand dollars a kilo we're just playing fun here and it got down to what it, what is the average price of typical nicotine per kilo like regular nicotine
2: um typically around 399 so rounded up to four hundred dollars per kilo
1: Wow. Of our
2: premium nicotine, yeah. So, so it's it's extreme um, <laughs> to to say the very least, but it's you know it's very labor intensive to make, it's cost intensive to make, and we just don't know really if if there's much of a market for it yet. Oh, there um, is. I think once once the FDA tips their hands and you know gives us some indicators of of their regulating style um, when it comes to the PMTAs, then I think we'll we'll have a much clearer picture.
0: Okay, so uh, two things. Number one, uh, the FDA is uh, – wait, hang on. I don't want to get to that. I want to get to number two because this is important what you were saying. Just for stores to understand. So I, I know you're not seeing it yet. Like I, I, you're not getting a, 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 and I don't think you're getting a rush of companies saying, "Hey, we're interested in this nicotine," because they just really don't know where to go or how to even go about it. Honestly, if you Google, you get TFN. That's what comes up. So mm-hmm. I think it if they if and this the show is the beginning of this. I'm going to put all this contact information, your contact information, your company's information in the show notes, and I'll put it on the Facebook page too, so that they can see it. Because I think if there's – I, I want you guys, number one, to see that, oh, my God, there's an incredible interest. There literally is thousands of companies tomorrow that are probably going to shut down because they're afraid to stay open. And I told them they can stay open and what to do and what, how they have to deal with it. But then the next step has to be getting away from tobacco-derived nicotine and getting into a, a uh, synthetic nicotine. And even marketing-wise, yeah. it's much better. You know, a synthetic nicotine – correct me wrong. Your synthetic nicotine is a clean nicotine. It's actually cleaner than tobacco-derived nicotine, is it not?
2: Yeah, much more so. So when when you're looking at organically derived nicotine, you're also looking at, you know, possible impurities even even though it's an incredibly small amount, um, but you're looking at impurities from, let's say, the pesticide they used on the tobacco. Let's say, um, you know, heavy metals, heavy metal residuals from the soil that the tobacco was grown in. All of these other things, um, and and certainly there's some um, tobacco-specific nitrosamines that I think the president had mentioned in his conversations with... Um, with the the roundtable discussion he had uh, back in November of last year, um, that's that's a concern for them, and and there is none of that with synthetic nicotine, and right. so you actually get a cleaner taste profile, um, radically like virtually no impurities. Um, and that all just contributes to a, a overall cleaner product.
0: Does the user notice and it? And
2: some, something I forgot to mention before, when about the cost, is when you average it all out, you're really only looking at about 27 cents more um, in in cost to manufacture a a bottle of e-liquid.
0: Really. So hang on, let uh-huh. me get this straight. At the current state right now, if you were to buy a kilo of this synthetic nicotine, it would raise the price of your production up about twenty-seven cents a bottle. That's it.
2: For a three milligram.
0: For a three for a three milligram. Yeah. And then, uh, so it's more money if it's six milligram, twelve milligram. But yes. it's But the thing is, it's under a dollar. Yeah. So companies. Yeah.
2: Well, if you wanted to do like 15 milligrams salts, you're looking at a dollar. Right. Over a dollar. No, no, I understand. But
0: I mean, regular e-liquids like, you know, zero, three, six, like I sell zero, three, six, twelve. So if I started using your nicotine and get my, you know, co-packer to use it, then I could he's obviously going to raise the price on me, but I could raise the price a buck. And, yeah, i got to raise the price a buck a bottle, but you know what? I get to stay in business and sell much cleaner, much better nicotine for my customers, and the FDA's out of
2: my life. Well, and isn't it high time that we as an industry stop letting our customers dictate the price? <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> it is. So this is very interesting. So it's, see now, now when you break it down like that, now companies go, oh, well, that's not bad. So here's what needs to happen. Number one, all you e-liquid companies out there that use co-packers, you need to let your co-packer know I want to use synthetic nicotine. Let them know there's a demand. Okay, they have to know there's a demand for it for them to even look into it to provide it. If they got enough companies going, I want to use it. They're gonna contact Taylor. They're gonna say, Jesus Christ, these fucking idiots keep on. Okay, what do you got? And they're they're gonna have no choice. If if it, another thing you can do as well, if you buy supplies and you do it yourself, say you like you mix juice in your store right and you do it yourself contact your supplier and say i want to buy synthetic nicotine from these people if they get enough notice if they get enough demand they're going to contact taylor and say jesus christ because i want this dumb nicotine what do i do you have to show there's a demand for the market to do it that's very important so you all have to do that now you heard her. that's really incredible you're gonna to have to raise your price on your juice a little bit but nothing crazy and you know what the more I, I listen, I just think the marketing behind it's wonderful to be able to have a much cleaner, better nicotine. Um, there's so many ways you can market it. It's the answer. I've already told I mean, my co-packer I want the it. It is. It's the future. And and you and Taylor, you're going to see the demand in about 90 days when they start rejecting all these PMTAs. Reject, reject, reject. And people are going to be like, what do you mean? I thought it was going to take two years. No, I mean, I don't want to get into that. But anyway, then you're really going to start seeing it. Then, but that's okay because we're we're going to be ahead of the game. Us small guys are going to be using it. We're gonna, we're already going to be on the market. It's the answer. Now they have made, and I want to make this clear, Taylor, so everybody knows they have made very clear. And I've read it; it's right in the F. You can look it up. They made they do not have regulation over synthetic nicotine. They've specifically said that we do not regulate synthetic nicotine because it is not derived from tobacco.
2: Right. Well, one thing that that does concern me in in a really small manner and I think it's years before we get to the point where they're ready to take it on but there have been instances where they said we quote may want to um, regulate synthetic nicotine products if it's intended for use in an INS device." on a case-by-case basis. So they've kind of left a, a lot of wording in there that keeps keeps the door open, um, but but in a realistic sense, I, I don't think that that they will ever okay. try to take that off.
0: Okay, this is what... And, and I'm so glad you brought that up. I love having you on. You're a very smart woman. This is, this is what they okay, meant. Thank you. This is what they meant, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Here's what they meant. So let's say... You have a, let's say, tea time goes fully synthetic. We have synthetic nicotine. We're all about that. We have it on our products. We have 03612. Now, the products that we sell that contain the synthetic nicotine, they have no regulation over. They know that because, number one, it has synthetic nicotine, not nicotine derived from tobacco. Number two, it's not to be used with a product that contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Now, believe it or not, as silly as this is, they could say your zero milligrams are a tobacco product because that contains no nicotine and that could be sold to be used with, say, nicotine derived from tobacco, someone adds it. So that could possibly be a component. So the zero milligram, as silly as that sounds, (laughs) could possibly be regulated by them, but the ones containing the synthetic nicotine can't. For example, you have a closed system uh, like these disposables, and they contain an e-liquid that has synthetic nicotine. They have zero regulation over that because it's a, a closed product that contains. It comes with this. It's not designed to use to be used with a tobacco product, or you understand what I'm saying? It's a closed product, so it's not right. regulated. So, for example, there is a gentleman that makes squawk mods, and um, very famous, big squawk mods in in the industry. The really nice ones. And a year, about a year and a half ago, the FDA went after him, and he freaked out. And they ended up telling him, you're fine. We have no regulation over you. you Want to know why? Because it's a squonk mod. It's not designed to be used with a product that contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Now, if it had a tank on it, then yes, it would be a component. But it wasn't a component because it didn't have a tank. It had nothing to fill actual e-liquid with with tobacco nicotine. So it wasn't, and they have no regulation over it. I completely understand what they're saying. So they will have no regulation over the synthetic nicotine. They might try to mess with your zero milligram and say they do. But all you have to do is do what five pawns did. At the bottom of their website, they specifically state none of our products are to be used with any tobacco products. That's all you have yeah, to do.
2: Absolutely. That's it. And that's another thing. I think um, I think we hugely, hugely, hugely miss the mark as an industry. Um, when when it came down to to a lot of the marketing and maybe maybe we are a little bit older and wiser now and and know better and I think um, that's a great move by Five Ponds. I think anyone using synthetic nicotine should take a nod from from you know like like the head shops. This is. Uh, a, a tobacco, this isn't a bong, it's That's a right. water tobacco pipe.
0: That's right, it's for use and with it, tobacco products only. And it clearly,
2: clearly market it yep. to, to say this is not intended for use in any tobacco product. Exactly, exactly.
0: And it's worked for years and years and years, the bongs and pipes and everything else. Yeah,
2: why would it be any different Correct. now? I think I think we lent way too much credibility to the FDA um when it came down to to these regulations and you know, not not that they're a joke, just that they're uh, seriously ill-equipped to um, regulate a, a tobacco-related industry. Yes, yeah. but,
0: but Taylor, what should have happened was the industry should have stood together and said, no, we're not filing this. Absolutely not. You have promised us many – back in March, again, they promised a streamlined process for small vapor open system companies. We're going to do this. We're going They did none of it. The industry should have said we're not filing anything. Come after us. That's what they should have done. They didn't. They gave in. They're filing these ridiculous PMTAs, hoping they're not going to get looked at for two years. Of course they're going to get looked at. Um,
2: it, they did, and and I can I can definitely see where you're coming from, but I can definitely see, you know, a, a lot of people. This is their their entire lives, all of their savings. Oh, I, can I know. See them being I get it. Hesitant to to put all of that on the line.
0: I, I, I totally understand. I, I'm listen. This is how I make a living as well. This is my this is my business, and according to the FDA, I have to go out of business tomorrow. Fuck them. <laughs> they happening, <laughs> and I'm gonna keep on going until I can't anymore. And then, like I said, I'm gonna switch right over to good old synthetic nicotine. In fact, I have some coming. Um, I'm gonna be testing it in tea time, just to you know. I'm so curious. I mean, that I know they say there's no taste. Um, I just wonder if it's gonna change the taste of the recipe when, because obviously the recipe was designed using regular nicotine. And I wonder if it's gonna, you know, affect that at all? Or I'm just so I can't wait to try it. I'm so curious. Um, it's
2: possible. I've had so I've had a lot of people do side by side comparisons with the RS type. Yes. And the S type. Um, the S only definitely tests better as far as uh, as far as the flavor profile goes. I've heard. Now I haven't tried it myself. Um, but I have heard that there's sort of like a, a robbery aftertaste to the TFN. Right. And and I'm not sure what would cause that, but I, I don't know. I try and stay – I've gotten so picky um, working, working – where I work, that it just, uh, it's, it's difficult to, to vape anything that doesn't use a a premium nicotine anymore.
0: Now, if, if you've obviously vapes your synthetic nicotine, when you use a synthetic and regular, can you tell the difference? Can a customer tell the difference?
2: I can't. I've had some people say they feel like it hits, um, faster, Mm
1: -hmm. like
2: they feel the effects faster. Okay. Um. But but I can't say that that in my personal use I noticed that.
0: Right. Um. Is that all you use now, or do you use, you just use regular? You still use? Are you, are you using synthetic now, or just regular? Like um, your personal. I I
2: I go back and forth. I use um I use a lot of e liquids that I mean there's just not a lot of e liquids you know that are using um synthetic right now. Right there's there's only a handful so so i definitely go back and forth
0: but that's going to change that's going to change this is going to change this i'm, I'm going to put up all your information i'm going to put it up on the replay notes on our on our soundcloud page and i'm going to put it up on the facebook page the vp live facebook page okay So people can see it because companies are going to need this they are.
2: So while we're, while we're talking about that, I would also say, please, please, please plug my Twitter. Um, all I do the, the last couple of days is just nonstop tweeting um, president and lawmakers and and anyone I can about PMTA reform and tobacco harm reduction and, and um, Anyone who who wants to come along with misinformation, I I spend way too much time on it. It's probably unhealthy, um, but I do spend a lot of time kind of correcting all the misinformation out there.
0: Right. So it's, so
2: it's Miss Nicotine Queen. Ms. Nicotine Queen.
0: Queen. It's Miss Nicotine Queen is her Twitter. Um, I've tweeted my governor 275 times. Uh, when I'm done with this show, it's going to be 276 um waiting for waiting for that meeting that okay so this moron comes out two years ago you know when he he gets elected he says i have an open door policy anything oh they all say that he says you come on down open door policy ned's talking about his open door fucking policy so email this guy get no where i get calls and i get no callbacks i go down there they're not letting me in So I start tweeting him, thinking maybe I can get him if I tweet him once a day and be nice. Maybe I'll get his attention. 275 tweets later, still nothing. No return calls, no return emails. I don't know what else to do to get this fucker's attention. And the other day, he's screaming again on TV, listen, got an open door policy. Well, where's this fucking open door? Why can't I get in the open door? I've lived here all my fucking life. Um, Well, pretty much all my life. Uh, You know, I, I don't understand. Like, I'm a business owner. I'm a small business owner. He he has he's having a, a, a legislation proposed to him to ban flavors, and I'm trying to tell him tell him that that could affect my business, and and talk with me. I mean, what the fuck? Like,
2: uh, you should crazy? definitely write an op-ed for the for the paper. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, <laughs> and critique it. No, seriously, because yeah. then he'll say, "Oh shit!" Like. Maybe I need to meet with this guy. Go on, call the news. Go on the news.
0: I know. I mean, I, I don't know what else to do. But that's what I, I told Jamie. I said, you know what? I'm going to go to the governor's mansion again, and I'm just going to walk in there this time and say, "Where's Ned's open door? Can you please lead me to it so I can, you know, I want this and see what happens and record it. And maybe if it's put blasted on Twitter and it embarrasses him, maybe that'll get his attention. I I don't have, I shouldn't yeah. have to embarrass him to get his attention.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? You shouldn't I, have to. No, but I think I mean, and, and it's crazy that we're living in a world where the best way to get or our lawmakers to acknowledge us is on Twitter. Yeah. Like <laughs> What a crazy time to be alive. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, It's crazy. huh? It's not. Listen, I'm old when I was a kid. We didn't have any of this shit. Um, I, I didn't have a computer until I was in my 20s. It was like 1997 or 1999 was when I got my first computer. And, uh, oh, yeah. I spent like $2,800 on it <laughs> because oh, they, goodness. well, they were expensive back then because, you know, they were yeah. just big, beginning to be popular. It was a Sony Vio, and boy, I mean, that just changed everything. I mean, I, just my life was changed. Like it, it, the same, I reacted to e-cigarettes is the same. I was reacted to when I got that computer. It was like, Oh my God. Like when I got my first e-cigarette, it was a little shitty blue cig in 2009, but I knew I'm like, this is incredible. This is going to change.
2: It's going to change yeah, everything.
0: It is. It's like the the creation of the internet, or the creation of the telephone. It really is that great of a creation that we fucked up. So <laughs> now we have to make it right. And while we fucked up, the big tobacco people looked at us, laughed, and just drove right by. And, and now they're taking over. Um, but this, I in, think,
2: there's there's still hope. Um, no, there I'll, is. I'll never be one to say, "Okay, we did our best, and and time to walk away." I think you know we've we've made a few mistakes yeah but we're still a really young industry and we still have a long ways before we find our way um, you know there's there's going to be bad actors no matter what you do but but i think as we grow and as the industry really finds its footing there's going to be less infighting it's going to be more of you know
0: and and and, and these small little companies they really need to stay. People don't understand. There's thousands of these little small companies. I have one of them. We sell to thousands of customers. We have for years. All they use is our e-liquid. That's it. That's how they start. They use our stuff. And there's a lot of companies like us. In fact, yeah. someone should put a Facebook page together to gather up all these small companies and, I don't know, title it something about synthetic nicotine. Synthetic nicotine, whatever. you want to title it? Title it small companies synthetic nicotine so we can all get together so that way we can show how much interest there is to companies like Taylor and others so we can get this going so we can get it down the, again the more they can sell the, the less they have they can sell it for and we got to show them there's a demand i don't i don't blame them you want to know there's a demand before you fucking invest god knows so much money into making this nicotine i get it um so we got to show them it's there and we got to be quick because don't get me wrong, the FDA is not going to show up at your door tomorrow and say you've got to shut down. It's not going to happen that way. Not going to yeah, happen.
2: No, totally.
0: It's not going to happen. Like I told them, Taylor. There's an executive order right now that prevents that. Number one, and they've even acknowledged that. But number two, they have 12 enforcement officers. I mean, are you kidding me? 12. For a thousand yeah. hey, twelve enforcement go enforce the thousands of companies. What, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's not gonna do. Well,
2: and what's what's really funny is is I've talked to a lot of people who have had these enforcement officers visit them. Yes. Um, to to and it's it's not even really like a like an enforcement visit. They've been collecting information, you know, kind of standing back and and watching how everything's done. And the thing is, most of these, these shop owners or manufacturers have said they asked more questions um, than, than they expected, and they really have... No idea what they're doing. I mean, right. to to put it nicely, I think there's probably a few curse words that I omitted there, but, but yeah, for the most part, they really are just flying by the seat of their pants. and yes. and we have the upper hand in that situation. You know, we can educate them and and sort of lay the groundwork for hey, this is how you should regulate us.
0: Right. And understand, too, so they understand with Taylor on, so you people can hear it, too, because you're not going to believe I'm telling you, okay, they don't have – they can't take synthetic nicotine and say, okay, we're just going to add it to the current thing and just change the language, and you've got to stop. No, they can't. It doesn't work that way. It's not a tobacco product. Nobody – number one, they would have to figure out who in the fuck would have regulation over it, then, when they figure that out, give them that sort of yeah. regulate. Yeah, there's a whole process they have to go through. They just can't take it and add it on to what we have. That's impossible. They can't. That that doesn't work that way. Because I see everybody saying that. Oh, they'll just add it. No, they won't. <laughs> they can't do yeah. that. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's not how that's gonna work. Right. Um, but then again, you you know, and that's that's another huge problem I've I've seen, especially recently, with our industry. Aside from the. the the fighting and the, and the pettiness, man. There's just a lack of an involvement in the process. I think that FDA um, asked us for our comments. There was a huge commenting period. And at the end of it, there was maybe like 3,000 comments. Right. Which to me is not enough. You have so many shops and so many manufacturers of all all different sizes, um, and, and half of them just could not be bothered to be involved there's shops right now that have no idea what PMTA even is
0: right exactly exactly yeah. it's, it's, so, it's a shame
2: so and, it's it's a huge problem we need we need way more involvement um, as many you know the the official numbers are that there's 13 million vapors um, where are they because I see about 2,000 active.
0: I'll tell you, a lot of them, most vapors, Taylor, aren't active. They don't know what a grim green is. They don't know what a fucking RDA is. They're just regular people that use this product to stay off cigarettes. That, that's it. And, and they're not active at all, and they just simply don't know. I mean, you know, I, a lot of them are my customers. Most of my customers aren't active on, online. They, they came across me from Google or someone told them about us. And uh, they know nothing of that, you know. They don't. A lot of them don't even know what's going on. Some of them do. Don't get me wrong. But some, a lot, of them don't even know what's going on. They just want to keep on buying their e liquid and, and go on with life. Um, and I do believe the thirteen. Yeah. Well,
2: you know, and hopefully, you know, one day we'll get to a point where they can do that. Right. You know, with, without any consequences. But right now, we need, we need uh, voices. Yes. We really need voices.
0: Yeah, we do. it it, it really would help. Um, government and, and I hate to say it, vaping is political whether you like it or not. At the end of the day, Biden has made – and let me tell you something. If Biden becomes president, we're all done. All of us are done. Even Taylor's synthetic nicotine is done. It's done. Yes. <laughs> it's, all, it's all done. We're all done. He's just going to wipe it out. That's just the unfortunate truth. There's no getting through to that well, man. Which... I
2: don't think there's any wiping out. You know, we're, this technology is here to stay, and let's let's hope that we can keep it as white market as possible. You're correct. You know, there are, if, yes. if a ban okay. goes through, I'm happy to be a a red market entity. You know, I'll I'll travel. You need nicotine? I'll will come up.
0: <laughs> yeah. There. there yes. There, there would be a huge black market. Correct. There wouldn't be no market. There'd be a huge black. There'd be no legal market. Put it that way. Um, but yeah, I, yes, correct. But, and, and, and Trump, I'm just hoping, I'm hoping, you know, I, I, the problem with Trump is he got mixed up with this vape stuff a while back and he regretted it and he didn't want anything to fucking do with it. He fucking made problems for him. He fucking hates it. He doesn't see a problem with vaping. He just wants us to keep going, but he doesn't want to deal with it. So, he doesn't want
2: to have to take a position on it.
0: No. So my hopes is he's just going to get completely frustrated with it if he remains president and just hand it over to the ATF. That's my guess. As as well as cigarettes should be handed over to the ATF. How the fuck does the FDA regulate cigarettes? It's supposed to regulate products that keep us safe. And they have cigarettes on the market. That's insane. So
2: Yeah. I think I think that's definitely a possibility and a possibility that uh, we're all hoping for, but— if if he gets elected after – in November, I right. definitely see that happening. You, I asked my last guest this.
0: I have to ask you too. Um, are you – being a female, are you offended at all by Donald Trump? A lot of these females say they're very offended by him. Do you get offended by him?
2: I am offended that our country is, is run by old white men.
1: Okay. More than
2: I'm offended by any one of them individually. Oh, so as a whole. It's a system. Okay. It's it's a a system. So you're just offended all together.
0: It's all these old white men, and they're fucking everything up, uh and— if they got some if they got some young white women in there, and uh who know just women in general, they'd probably do better, right there wouldn't get
2: young women of color young white yeah I don't all care. kinds of
0: women, yeah, get them, got any color it doesn't matter, just get women in there right you get get them yeah,
2: definitely um
0: yeah, okay. <laughs> Hey, you know what?
2: And, and young people in general, you know, I think I think someone who's seventy years old has no business running our country.
0: No, but I'm I'm, sorry. Al- I'm also scared. That about- makes you
2: out of touch. It, it makes you, um, you know, it it makes you out of touch. Period. Yes, <laughs> that's but, but all they, I'm gonna say. But
0: they, but they can't be too young because I think two young people. I, I think I don't know. It's just been a mistake. I, they they just seem. I don't know. Listen, I was when I was 15, I was told to get out of my house and I said, well, how am I going to take care of myself? They said, well, you figure it out. Go wash dishes or something. I don't know. Go figure it out. I was dropped off in Georgia because in the state of Georgia, you have to be 16 to be an adult so they could leave me there and, and leave me. And and I just was on my own and I had to figure out life. Um, you know, th- these days it just seems like kids are way different i don't know it it seems like government's almost grooming them to just like expect things and do this and pay for our college and and pay for your college for fuck's sakes i mean you know, it's like you know what I mean. It's like I don't know. They seem like they just want everything, and and the government should just give it to them. Oh, yeah. and There's the definitely
2: isn't... an entitlement yes. issue, and and, um, and the
0: government's not there to give us stuff. You know, the crazy thing that's that happening now, Taylor, is is the government. It's well, not... the
2: more they give us, the more they feel empowered to tell us what to do. I know. Yes,
0: that's the but that's the problem. And and now it's not the government's job to make sure I'm healthy. It's my job to make sure I'm healthy. And they're saying no. It's our job. It's it's
2: Not, and and but people think that it's this. not. It's not their job to tell people how to raise their kids. It's mm-hmm. not their job to tell people how to take care of themselves. It's it's not their job. Right. Their job is to to do what we tell them. That's and right. Protect our freedoms. That's right. <laughs> but when was the last time the government did that for you? I know.
0: You? <laughs> I know. It's terrible.
1: It's, it's terrible. really
2: funny how how this industry just. Um, just kind of jades people and and makes them aware of you know how how deep the the corruption goes and and how how little sense our government actually makes and definitely how they uh, bumble policy at ev- every chance they get.
0: It's unbelievable and unfortunately I don't see any this hope. This number is a paper per minute. Uh, sorry, it doesn't work. I Listen, I know people want to make calls. I, I can't. The phone line isn't working. I don't know why. And I'm not going to sit here and play with it now. What I'll do is I'll do another podcast next week because I'm going to get all of Taylor's information. I'm going to put it out there so it's out there. I want somebody to start a Facebook group for these. You know, there's this industry regulation group, this like secret group that they have. We need something like that. A little secret group with all these businesses that we can all get together. We can invite Taylor in and let's talk fucking synthetic nicotine. Let's show her how many companies are interested in this so she can go back to her people and say, holy fuck, there's all kinds of people that want this stuff. So then they can, you know, work on it, get a fair price, get your co-packers on board. If you have a co-packing company, you should be jumping to buy this stuff right now because this is going to be hot. This is going to be the next yeah. biggest thing. I mean, you've got to jump. You're crazy not to. You got to be able to yeah. offer your customers a synthetic nicotine option.
2: Yeah, and, and a good and one. And you're going to want to secure secure a good supply. Yes, you know, it's 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 going to be a hot commodity. I foresee, um, I foresee it going quickly. Uh, and not that I'm saying we would have supply problems, but if if you're wanting to get like let's say T f n um i I wouldn't be surprised if if there were supply problems with with the wider adoption of i I want synthetic nicotine. I
0: have no problem charging my customers an extra buck a bottle, right? If I can say to them that I have the synthetic nicotine that I feel confident is is as safe as as it gets. Um, yeah, you know yeah, it's, it's that simple. No
2: price to pay.
0: I want to be able to say that it was tested. It's been tested. That you know, blah blah blah. That makes a huge difference, and every company should want that. The TFM might be a lot cheaper. You can go that route, but then can you really ensure your customers? You know, I don't know. I've never talked. I in fact, I did talk to TFM four years ago. I don't know. Who knows? But um, all I know is is that whatever you're going to use, as Taylor said. You gotta make sure that it's safe, it's been tested. You don't wanna give your customers bad stuff. You want them to feel confident in what you're giving them. You don't want them to be scared because it's kind of a scary thing when you're saying I'm using a different nicotine. That kind of freaks people out. Like, oh, different yeah. nicotine. You know, and I get it. You know, it's insane that we think that way because we're sitting here puffing on these fucking e-cigarettes. I mean, you know, we have no problem putting that in our fucking system, but we're gonna sit here and question the nicotine. I mean, it is silly, but we do it. And you, yeah. want, and you want your customers to feel comfortable and go, no, 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 this is this is something. And if you have a good relationship with your customers like I do, they'll trust you, and it'll be fine, and everybody can move on. And it's going to be years before they can start fucking with synthetic nicotine. So this is guaranteed to give you at least a couple years on the market. Not that filing a PMTA. Let's hope they don't look at it. <laughs> that's not going <laughs> to give you time. That's insane. Um, yeah.
2: Well, and not only that, but, but when – you know, I, I like to say this a lot, and, and people kind of roll their eyes, but when you're making a product that people are consuming, putting into their bodies, putting into their bloodstreams, it's your responsibility to make sure that these are relatively safe products. Right. I see so many people, and I will get up on my soapbox about this, I see so many people from otherwise reputable companies using crap ingredients and it drives me absolutely nuts Mm -hmm. because because there's better options out there and all it would take is is a few google searches worth of due diligence for you to know hey maybe this isn't the safest product that i could be using in my product you know i think i think i'll spring for the better uh, best quality that I can find and that's not always the case and and that's been normalized in our industry and it it pisses me off
0: yeah well it should you're absolutely correct listen it it drove me nuts years and years ago when they started adding sweetener they started adding sweetener and listen I I get why they did it because they were targeting targeting a certain group of customers and I've I've run vape i ran vape shops I've owned vape shops when The customer takes a hit off it. It tastes delicious, and they want to buy it. I get it. And they say, oh, I'm going to buy it, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then I started having problems after about, I don't know, maybe a couple years. I went to the doctor. He diagnosed me with asthma, and I'm like, asthma? I'm like, I'm fucking in my 40s. so I get asthma? I've never had asthma in my life. He goes, well, I think you have asthma. So I was sucking in this inhaler. It, it, it would make my symptoms go away, but it was seemed like it was getting worse. And then someone someday just said to me, hey, man, try an elysmic without sweetener in it and see what happens. So I did. What? And my asthma went away.
1: <laughs> so wow. it was
0: the sweet. And then I started researching, like, and then I have, I'm finding tons of people on Reddit, on other places, on forums, on Facebook groups. Same problem that you when I vape sweetener, I I get wheezing, I get coughing. This is a a, a common problem. The e liquid industry knew this. They didn't care. They don't. They still don't care. They don't give a shit because hey, it sells. You know, it tastes good and it sells. Right. Um, but I so <sighs> because of that, I can't. I will not and refuse. I don't use sweetener in my e liquid line because I what I can't vape it. I'm not going to give that to somebody else. Um, You know, and it makes us different.
1: Well, with-
2: and who knows all it's going to take is, is one instance where it's not just wheezing and coughing and asthma. Yeah. You know, what if it's something much worse?
0: Yeah. So, then we
2: won't be able to say, oh, this is a, a relatively harmless product.
0: Right, right. So I'm going to edit this as quick as I can. I'll get this show up as quick as I can for people that came in to listen late. Most people don't listen live. They all listen to my replay. Everybody's going to listen to replay anyway. So I'll put this replay up as fast as I can. I'm going to get – Taylor's going to send me your information when we're done, and I'll put it up on the replay notes and on the Facebook page, the VP Live Network Facebook page. And let's get something going so we can show them there's an interest in this because this is going to work. This is going to work. This nicotine will work. It's working for Five Pawns. I'm sorry, they've been around for, like I said, I'm not a fan of theirs, but they've been around forever. This is a multi-million dollar company that made the choice to do this instead of going the PMTA route. And you know what? As much as I don't like them, they're right. (laughs) They're absolutely right. They're smart, they're right. And let me tell you something, that's not some little dinky company. I can assure you they had many, many lawyers look over all of this and they did a lot of research before they decided to go with this and do this. And it's working. Good for them. It's working. So if it can work for them, it can work for any of us. You should thank Five Pawns. They they essentially did all the testing for us. Thank you, Five Pawns. They really did. (laughs) They really did. I mean, I I never knew. And they've been so quiet about it. Like, I, you know, no one's ever – And another thing, uh, uh, Taylor, and I'll tell you this right now. I'm going to get a lot of emails from a lot of these fucking assholes from all these companies. Oh, that synthetic nicotine is not the answer. Why is the industry so against synthetic nicotine? Why?
2: Um why is this industry against any idea that isn't theirs? <laughs> I've noticed that you get them, like so much opposition. I have so many ideas. I, I t- you know, I'm really involved in advocacy. I, I you know, try and get stuff going with my state group. Um I support a lot of different causes. I'm a board member at Tobacco Harm Reduction for Life. Um, we started a, a holiday project called the Grinch Relief Fund. We're about to start that back up, where we offer uh, to pay for, you know, meals or presents or whatever around the holidays for um, people who have lost their jobs based on, you know, unfair regulation or regulatory overreach. Um, but but the thing I've I've learned in all of that is that nobody wants to support an idea that isn't theirs. So so you just kind of have to accept that and deal with it and, and keep on moving, as Rocky says.
0: Well, I'm going to keep on moving. I developed this company not to have it let it die like this. And, I'm not, and I, let me tell you something else, too. And I said this before, too. I'm seeing a lot of people on Facebook, a lot of these customers saying, if a company is filing a PMT, I'm not going to buy from them because they're giving in. Fuck them. I want to buy from a company who's going to fight and say, screw that. They're not happy about this. They, they don't like this. You've been screaming. You know, it's crazy. They've been screaming all these years. They can't afford it. The process is impossible, right? We can't afford it. It's impossible. Now they're all filing them.
2: <laughs> what well, what happened the last minute, I don't know if you know this. There oh, I know.
0: I know. The name uh, of
2: Char Owen. Yes. Um, and she created this program that, that suddenly, you know, made, made it accessible for a lot of people to file with virtually no cost. Right. Um, so, so I think she did some great work. She's flipping brilliant. Um, and, and if there's a handful of, of people that do get through this process, you know, I would say it's going to be directly attributable to, to some of the work she did.
0: Right. Yes. But I mean, But
2: I, I, I can kind of understand the anger. I would say that you know, this industry needs needs the support now more than ever. Um, so just buy people that are do buy from people that are doing things the, the right way and using quality ingredients. Well, I you know, and and I <laughs> and, and i doing sh- responsible marketing.
0: But it doesn't. I've been shit on since day one, Taylor. When I came up with my e-liquid, these companies are going out of their way to tell people not to do business with me and don't buy my e-liquid. Why? Because years ago, we exposed these companies using diacetyl and acetylpropionol and lying about it. God, how horrible were we? I mean, what the fuck? You know, we <laughs> what we did changed the liquid industry. So they stopped using diacetyl. They knew damn well diacetyl was bad. They were using it anyway. There was companies lying about it. They didn't, it was a whole thing. But anyway... They don't like me, so they're telling people not to do business with me. It's like, are you kidding me? I've been here since 2009. I went into Massachusetts in 2010 and spoke at a hearing where they were going to ban all e cigarette products because they didn't know what the fuck they were and they didn't like them. And we spoke and we stopped it. I've, I've, I have, the, the, the advocacy I've helped with because I I've helped for, I helped for them. I formed the goddamn AVA for Christ's sakes, American Vaping Association, which Gray Connolly has just exploded on and it's doing everything that it should have done. I've done so much for this industry and these fuckers are shitting on me. It's like fuck you. I, you know, I, I love this industry, Taylor, and I hate it. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I love it and hate it. I don't know how else to explain it. I must love it. I'm here. I don't go. You know what I mean? It's like and, and I have so much into it and so much time and, and, and everything. I it, it just, I see it dying and I see it eating itself and and it doesn't have there to happen. There is
2: definitely a, a cannibalized cannibalization going on right now, and I think, man, something that that I haven't heard anyone really talk about yet is people um, on one hand are going to be raising prices, but then you're going to have these other companies that are just done and they're ready to get out. They're going to be liquidating. Yep. So we're we're looking at another race to the bottom. Oh yeah. Um. And, and my message to anyone listening is, is stay strong, stay firm, you know, hold that, hold that line is what we call it. Um, and you know, I'm friends with, with a lot of other supply manufacturers and, um, we hold the line because it's a premium product. You know, we're, we're not gonna harm this industry. But you by but, by dropping prices that that we we can't keep up with ourselves. You know, right. So but so that, it's, but that's it's what lot, harmful to the industry.
0: But that's what a lot of these companies are banking on. They're banking on. They're going to raise price because that they're going to say, listen, we had to file PMTA. We're gonna to have to raise price, right? And and that's just th- th- that's just what they're gonna do. But then you're right, you're gonna have all these little companies that are come in and say, hey, we're not gonna raise our price. <laughs> and you know, it's not gonna work. It's their ploy of let's raise the price throughout. Like someone said, I read it off a Facebook post. They're trying to buy a bottle of one twenty ml e liquid that used to cost two. They used to get two for twenty two bucks. Now it costs one bottles twenty three. And more than likely the company's gonna say, Well, we had to file a PMTA and there's now is there's a the cost. You know, they they're, they're gonna raise prices and I just don't see it happening. You know, out of uh, you are gonna have companies that are gonna go out of business tomorrow. You are. But I would say a good portion of them aren't. They're just gonna keep on going and pray to God they don't get noticed. And a lot of them won't. A lot of you won't even yeah, get noticed. A
2: lot of them won't. Nope. And and by the time you are noticed, there's a huge likelihood that that. Um, tobacco is going to be regulated by someone other than the FDA.
0: Correct. Correct. But you know what? I'll still use the synthetic nicotine because if it's a better nicotine for my customers, that's what I want. I want the best for them. I want the best for them. And if that's what it is and that's what I'll do, if it has to price has to go up a buck, so what? My customers will say that's fine. They'll be fine with it. So.
2: Well, we need more of that, and we need um, more more e-liquid manufacturers aspiring and positioning themselves to have a product and have the customer service that's so good that your customers stick with you no matter what your price is.
0: Right. And for any uh, stores that are wondering how to react if the FDA calls, so let's say you get a call and they say it's the FDA, right, hi, this is the FDA, right? Here's what you play for them. And then hang up after you play it. Like, they're, they're gonna say, hello, this is the FDA, blah blah here's what you play.
1: Working with small businesses and the vaping association to actually create pathways that would streamline approval for the open tank, small vape shop-based products. Um, really, the focus of what the president's talked about. What we're focused on are the uh, the card, the cartridges. In the, in the systems with kid-attractive flavors, not the open vape systems, uh, the open tank vaping systems. And as to all products, we're committed to working with, with the all actors in the system to get them through the regulatory process that Congress set up as expeditiously as possible.
0: You play that, then you hang up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely 100% endorse that.
0: That's it. You play that, and you hang up. That's it. That's all the answer they need. <laughs> I mean, they didn't do any of that. They didn't. Everything that fucking guy said, they didn't do any of that. It's just so crazy. Like none of that they did.
1: <laughs> and I would say,
2: like even even past this this seemingly arbitrary deadline, um, keep tweeting them. You know, yes. there's they listen. They they really do. If we get enough voices, they listen, and and we have the power to to make things a little bit more palatable in the
0: yeah, future. Yeah, and, and they're on Twitter. Why you say Twitter? Because for some reason, politicians and the media love Twitter. And I think... Crazy. well crazy. And I think it's because <laughs> Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump, years ago, set the presidents for Twitter, and they all went on there because he was on there, and now he's got them all using Twitter. Um, so I would yeah. think... Yeah. that has got to be. So, but yes, they're all on Twitter. So you can... Um, get to them. You can get to media. You can get to uh, governors, uh, senators, congressmen. They all have Twitters, and they're all active. That's and the biggest thing.
2: Are, are, I mean, they're no different than any other person. What happens when someone – you know bullies you or belittles you on social media or challenges your thinking you you sit there and marinate on it yeah i know i do (laughs) like so they're no different than than anybody when it comes to that and and that's how you get to them that's why it's effective
0: right absolutely taylor is correct where have you been how about
2: this is taylor cage i'm telling you to go out and bully your lawmakers online.
0: You know, I've heard of you, but I've never had you on my show before because, I, uh, you know, I, I never, uh, geez, I never knew you were uh, such a plethora of, of information, and uh, <laughs> you're, you really are. You're, uh, you're, oh, I appreciate that. You're a very good guest. So, uh, like I said, we're going to put all your information up on our pages so everybody can see it, so small companies don't worry. Start putting pressure on your co-packers and your suppliers for this synthetic nicotine what, what, what is the name? I don't think you said What is the name of the company?
2: So the manufacturer of the nicotine is CNT. Um, they're a, a Swiss-made, family-owned nicotine manufacturer. And the, uh, the company that I work for is North American Nicotine, and we are the exclusive importer of CNT products into North America.
0: Okay, so North American Nicotine is who they have to contact. North American nicotine. You have to talk to Taylor, but before so
2: yeah, and and I do want to add that we do not do online sales. Um, We don't think it's it's the right uh, mode for our product. So 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 we do put a lot of emphasis on that person to person, face to face, you know, relationship. And I'm available to my customers. By phone, by message, by tweet, um, uh, all, all times of the day.
0: So in other words, if they want to purchase. It would wouldn't be something that's done online. It would be done. And yeah, no. sorry
2: okay. to the people with social anxiety. You have to actually send a message, send a call, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> send <that's>, an email. <laughs> no, that's
0: fine. And also, you you also want to know who you're speaking with, and you want to know who's who, who these these people are getting your product, and that's the way it should be done. Um, Yeah.
2: We don't just want to take your money and say, all right, thanks. Bye. I, I personally want to know you. I want to know how I can support your business. I want to know what challenges you're facing and and how we can better help serve you guys. The
0: challenges they're facing are they're going to go out of business uh, because the FDA is taking away nicotine, but your nicotine is going to save them. That's all it comes down to. So like I said, everybody needs to to, to, – we're going to work on this. This is going to be a thing that I'm going to work on with everybody, okay? Go to the VP Live Talk Radio Facebook page if you're listening to this, and I'll put all the stuff there, and we'll take it from there. Okay? It's not over. Keep on selling. You don't have to shut down tomorrow. Stop being silly. You're going to keep on selling. You're not going to shut down tomorrow. Nobody shall shut yeah. down tomorrow. Seriously, nobody should shut I'm not. Fuck that shit. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to fulfill orders and be like, screw you. I'm going on. Nothing's going to stop me, but I'm going to prepare and be ready for if they come. And you know what? To be honest, I might even say, fuck if they come. And I'll just use the synthetic nicotine anyway because the more and more I hear about it, the more and more that I like it. <laughs> you know, the more and more, I kind of want to use it over the other nicotine. So, and, and, I, and I'll take that up with Taylor, but, um, yes, that's what's going to happen. So Taylor's going to send me the information. I'll put it up. Taylor, I want to thank you for coming on. I really, thank you for having me. It's this is delightful. This is very important. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that this option is here and that we have this option for us. And, um, I think it's going to save a lot of companies I think a lot of companies are going to want to get involved and um, this this could keep us going. And I really believe that. I mean, out of all the years and all the re- everything, I just really believe this is the answer. So, thank you for coming on. I'll be getting in touch with you and um, we'll talk to you soon.
2: All right. Thanks for having me. Have a good one.
0: Thank you, Taylor. Thanks. Bye. All right. Okay, so you understand it's very simple. You're not going to go out of business if if And when the FDA contacts you, you let them know about two things. Number one, well, first you be nice and be very nice about this and let them know there's currently an executive order. The executive order on regulatory relief to support economic recovery, that prevents them from shutting you down. But the FDA knows that they can't shut you down. The FDA is not going to come and shut you down. There's an executive order preventing them from doing that. It's not going to happen. Keep on selling. And if they do contact you, it's time to switch to the synthetic nicotine that Taylor is speaking of, that we will have information all over the Facebook page, VP Live Talk Radio Facebook page. That's going to be our home right now for synthetic nicotine, small companies being able to use it. Let's make it affordable. Let's get a bunch of us interested. Let's get it and let's survive and keep on going. And fuck the big companies, the other e-liquid companies who thought they were going to leave us all in the fucking dust and let us die while they run off filing their PMTAs, thinking they're going to get another two years on the market. Ha, ha, ha! Not going to happen. I give it 90 days tops. I give it by Christmas. They'll be getting their denials. I just don't see it. Listen, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, and you can submit your PMTAs and last another two, three years. I don't see it happening. What do I know, right? What do I know? Anyway, that's it. Show's over. Thank you for listening. Replay will be up soon. Good night.